You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Well, good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show, uh, airing on Phoenix ninety two point five FM. Glad I got that in one try. My name is Kino Calcon, and with me today are two wonderful regulars. Introduce yourselves in roughly alphabetical order. Ahoy, it's Dara. And it's Katie. Hello. Before we get into what we'll probably just be talking about Squid Game again, for being honest, Dara, any Yo. news before we kind of get into the show? Um, yeah, I wasn't on the show last week. Uh, shout out to 1616 because we were getting drunk on cocktails last week. So that's where I was. It was a good, it was a good time. <laughs> I suppose in a post-pandemic world, that is kind of news. Well, it was news to me. I wasn't expecting to get drunk as I was, but my drummer <laughs> works there. And he's like, hey, and I'm like, oh, man. So, yeah, we had good. Time. I actually I spent four days of last week drinking. And then when I was sitting there uh, on Sunday, I said, how was your week? I'm like, I don't remember lots of it. Oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> so not, not that I'm becoming alcoholic or anything. I just have a very low tolerance. So one drink for me, and that's kind of it. Like It's probably a more fiscal way to live. Yeah, well, it's what happens when you start drinking at 27. You know, you don't, you, you don't, you don't have the the teenage drinking behind mm. the alley or all those other things that people did. No, I tell you what, what, what turned me off initially. Uh, I remember we would, you know, uh, as 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 a youth, as they say, uh, you know, we'd be the the rockers or anything like that, and um, we we're going to gigs, and you go wait for the pit pass, you know, you know where they give you the band and if you, you show go, up you six know. hours early. Yeah, well, we show. Like, I remember what really did it for me was Metallica, right? We show from till like half six in the morning and waiting there or whatever. And then these these morons would be drinking from half six. And then an ambulance arrived at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's like, well, there's no Metallica for you, buddy. <laughs> and that's where I was just like, you know what? No, I'm just, no, this wasn't it again. And another time, a year later, uh, my friend, um, he was doing the, leave, the junior sir. And uh, we were in transition year and we went to go see Slipknot, obviously. And uh, just before we got the bus, he met us and he, you know, downed like a, a big bottle of a big bottle of uh, cider or vodka. I don't remember what it was. And he passed out in the CSP exam and the guards had to come in and get him removed. And he nearly got banned from exams for life. And we're like, you know what? Nah. So it wasn't until I was 27 where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? I don't think I need this massive happens now. And it just turns out that, you know, a really cheap night for me whenever I drink some. <laughs> there we go. This is the story. 
Well, funnily enough, I do recall uh, carrying uh, Katie Mannequin Blue here home after a theatre show of some kind. So you're on the kind of lighter side of tolerance, aren't you? Me? Yeah. No, I actually had quite a heavy tolerance. Um, I just really enjoy it. <laughs> like at, there was one point where I could out drink most of my male friends. I mean, I would still get absolutely plastered, but I carried it well. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely not something I miss for, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, I went sober in April mm, um, for, for health reasons and yeah. not that I was an alcoholic, but just for health reasons. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's surprising that you don't actually miss it, especially with all the non-alcoholic options there are now. The thing that, the thing that makes no sense, like the only, like I used to be straight edge, right? uh for years not a good life it's very boring and you know it's not good ireland that you can't it's a very hard country to deal with in because everyone's like what's wrong with you are you sick i'm like no well it's not <laughs> even that it's that all the all the times you meet people they want to go drinking they want to go drinking yeah, yeah. And, and, and there is that kind of culture of it in ireland i must say but you know for me you know one is fine and you sit there and like this is actually not so bad and i think that like we definitely I know we're starting on a heavy note but we definitely should probably have that conversation where it's like you know what don't have a drink in the alleyway when you're, 20, when you're 13 or 14 maybe just have one inside and then you know hang out or whatever but everyone reaches a stage of maturity in their mid-20s so it's weird it's a weird one but for me I'm like you know I have no tolerance and then it's like oh what it's like well I started when I was 27 you know uh well I mean you know, like I started drinking when I was well I had my first drink probably when I was it was like a week before my 18th birthday. And then I didn't oh, wow. really start properly drinking until I was like 19. Oh, well, wow. okay. So, yeah. Well, that's college as well is when it happens for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I never forget when I was in, uh, when I was doing uh, history in, uh, not going to name the college. And then actually it's more specific classics. And if you really just want to, you know, delve into drinking and cheese it's uh, like literal <laughs> wine and cheese wine and cheese classy drinking is uh classics and uh yeah we remember hearing the story where you know a lecturer would go in and uh at 10 o'clock in the morning be like do you want to drink like, jesus <laughs> so you clearly haven't been to a theater college well there you go you know I, it just seems to be prevalent but um all i can say is you know i'm happy enough with my one or two and that's it but whenever i do go drink and i have to be tactful because i like I'm like, well, it's only going to be the one, so let's make it count. So make it a good one, yeah. Yeah, so you yeah. go for rum or you know whatever. But it was random cocktails on last Wednesday, so that's why I wasn't here. I didn't get back until quite late. But you guys held the fort quite well, so. Well done. Uh, uh, speaking uh, of last sorry. week's episode, let's basically do it again. Squid well, no. Game. Well, look, I have I have notes from last week, but I'm not going to talk about those notes. We're going to talk about Squid Game because Squid Game is everywhere. Can I just say before we get into it, right? My sister messaged me about Squid Game. And my sister would never message me about a Korean <laughs> or Japanese show. So it's it's a, a, a sub or dubbed. I don't know how she actually watched it. I don't know. If, I, I personally watched the sub because I was working. So I didn't, you know, I wasn't able to focus on I it. I did both. I did sub and dub. Yeah, I don't I don't really mind. I know Kevin probably freaking out. Go, where needs to be? But no. Sorry, oh, Kevin. look, I've worn down his tolerance for that nonsense yeah. over the past few years. Don't worry. I know. I know. Kevin, you know, it's just, it's funny. He is very much like, you got to watch it dub. You got to watch it sub, not dub. But anyway, no, I, I, I don't mind the dub. Now, to be fair, the thing about Squid Game, the dubbing was horrific in the first episode and it kind of got better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd agree, actually, because I switch from dub to sub depending on if I'm chasing my daughter around a table. 
because mm. uh, it's not the optimal thing for reading. But no. um, if I do put on the English voices, they sound distractingly American. It wasn't mm. even that. It wasn't even that. Like it was fine after the first episode. It just whenever they. Okay, let's let's be tactful. They exaggerate um, the yes. voices. Why break a habit? No, it's not that they exaggerate the voices. What's actually going on the screen? Okay, when I'm watching Power, when I was watching Power Rangers as a kid, right? Stuff would happen, and I'm like, "That's weird." And then I didn't realize why it was weird until I was an adult. I'm like, "It's just Japanese stuff, right?" And stuff just happened when you watch anime and get into it. You're like, "That's weird." And you're like, "Weird Asian stuff, right?" And it's just culturally just the way things are done in certain parts of the world. It's like, oh, that that's just the way it is, right? You did so, hear my freak out over the den not coming back last week. Yeah, I did. Oh, just okay. to put I, this in cultural. Yeah, to put it in the cultural perspective. <laughs> but what I mean is like, what I mean is like when you're watching it, it's like you see it all the time in anime, right? But when you see it in real life, it's more weird. So like, oh, okay, a, so bit... it's, you're not you're not kind of ready for it if it's live action like. No, it's more like you, you accept it. Like you know, the, you know, the, you see all the time in uh, in anime. Said you know when they're like they freak out and they're like, oh, you know, I can't believe you did blah 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 blah, and they're all animating stuff, right? Yeah. Like literally, not not just you know, not drawings. They're literally over animated, over exaggerated. Yes, they're kind when of you, over expressive and stuff. exactly. Yeah. And then when you see that in live action, it's very weird, and you only ever see that in uh, Asian content. So mm-hmm. you usually see it in live action Japanese shows, and you see it in Korean stuff. And it's just weird to see. And then when the du- when then when the dubbing doesn't match it, you're like, that's kind of weird. Oh, you know? I see. So the faces are being super yeah, and, and they're the just very chill. And subdued. you're like, that's you, what need you, mean. To, like... you need to either match that, but you can't because culturally, mm. you don't do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like um, when you flip it and you do the opposite, and the dub is like yes. shouting, and they're yes. just standing there. Yes, and you're like, this is just weird. So that's what I mean. Like you only ever see it in in Asian content. Um, and again, like I should have been ready for it, but it's just weird to see it on such a mainstream thing. And that's what's weird about it. Like this is the most Asian thing ever, yet it's so mainstream. And I'm just like, what happened? Why is my sister messaging me about a random Korean show that's on Netflix? You know, it's weird. I, I, you know, I'm just thinking 20 years ago when Battle Royale came out and I was watching it in this room, my sister would have been like, will you fuck off? Yeah, <laughs> like I want to watch it. And I'm like, I don't know what happened, folks. This, uh, I'm going to put it as, 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 a, as a weeb. I know we're all weebs here. I'm like, this is cool. We've reached that point now where the dam has broke. The Rubicon has been crossed where you can pop out a show full of weird Asian stuff. And it's a good time. And people just watch it because they're like, the show's engaging. And, mm. you know, I have to give them all credit. Because again, like I, I was initially wasn't going to watch it because I'm like, I've seen this before. It's very similar to Battle Royale, blah, 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 blah. And then I watched it. I'm like, oh, it's not. It's a character mm. drama. You actually well, care about these people. Because I did mention last week that I thought it was going to be like a real game show. Uh, but, um, <laughs> Give it time. Give it maybe, time. Don't worry. We're like well, five years actually, away leading to that point, I saw a headline article that said apparently uh, the United Arab Emirates want to start running their own squid game. That would not shock me. That play yeah. they, is a hell If hell. that's true, they missed the point. <laughs> well, dude, in that Did part, they, though? Did they? I, I mean, you as someone who started playing red light, green light in my it, actual drama I mean, you haven't, you haven't watched the whole series yet, and I'm not going to spoil it, but you don't really know what the point is just yet. 
Yeah, you right. don't know what point it is. Well, that actually is a nice segue. So, no, it, it, look, uh, to put it in context, actually finished it. We're not going to spoil it for the people I listening fin- at home. I finished. You both. Finished I, yeah, it. I binged it in a day. Without, I, bin- I binged in a day too. Without spoiling how it ends, we'll go to Katie because she hasn't got much of a word in yet. What are your for, general Katie. overall thoughts? It's frightening. Oh, I could have told you that from episode. No, one. no, but I mean, like, I, I can't get into it. But basically, the entire premise is just frightening. Well, the you premise know. is re- the premise is reality. It is, no, it is, and that's what's frightening about it. Well, here's the thing: if it, like if people don't think that, if people don't look, it's the exact same as, and this isn't spoiling the king, but it's the exact same premise as uh, Escape Room. It's the exact same premise as uh, the original Battle Royale, but that's a little bit different. Has a bit more. Well, Battle Royale. It's like, a little I bit think... different. In more like Hunger Games, I would it's say. More like, yeah, more like the Hunger I, Games. I've heard the Hunger Games comparison the most, but I yeah. think the hook is the similarity to Parasite, where the societal stuff is in there. I think if you just put these characters in the games, it wouldn't work. But what makes it in episode two is when they're offered the chance to come back. Yeah, and, they come and back, then they yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah actually... and like, it's like it's like 87% come back. But that's what makes it more different than any of the others. Like in the Hunger Games, they don't get much of a choice. Yeah. And that's the difference. The Hunger Games was to put them down. This was to give them an opportunity. It, it's weird. It's like Saw, actually, in a lot of ways. It's yeah. a way It's a way to actually improve their life. But the way they do it is in such a horrific, you know, uh, messed up way. And that's why it's like, uh, it's a, for me, it's more like a mixture of Saw and the Esca- Escape Room. Escape mm-hmm. Room is actually very similar to it. Um, and you, and Keen, the twist actually is that <laughs> you know in escape, it's very in escape room it's the same oh, kind okay of thing. okay same kind of idea it's you know and as katie said it's it's frightening because it's reality but what do you think those kind of people are going to do with all those resources exactly like you, know? you become so far removed yeah exactly you know what do you do if you have everything and this is the thing like it, it, humans always have done this you know it, it's it's what they always do which is good you know whenever you see the the dystopian uh, fiction it's always something that kind of is there as well where the world ends some people try to bring out it's like a dead rising some people bring out a, a new society and others become psychopaths and want to kill everybody and you're like well but like but, even you know? this is this is the thing about dystopia as well is that you know when it started and even a good way into it it was mm-hmm. always way in the future and now we're living in it well, that's it's not, actually it's the not point dystopia I to anymore next, because Katie, we're in it. That the difference between this and the Hunger Games is that the Hunger Games is set in a society very analogous of modern problems, but yeah. also safely far away. Uh, well, this is, I mean, as far as I can tell, like I could be completely wrong here, but uh, Squid Game seems to be very set in the present. You know, yeah, yeah. The present it's issues. happening now. Yeah. That this is the time we are living in. This is this is what people have come to to make ends meet to get by. Mm. And on that point, though, it's it is quite interesting, though, when you see it, where it's like, and again, I, I go to escape room. Escape room is very much the same kind of thing, where it's like these people are given an opportunity to make amends for what's going on. Or even saw that's the thing about saw as well. It's like these people can improve their lives. They're always given a chance. They're always to get given out. a chance to get out. Yeah, and it's fair. And what I really liked about um squid game as well when the rules are broken they're like hey play fair you know yeah. and it's this weird mor- it's a this weird morality and not to get yeah, too it's, 
it's like a weird moral high ground where they shouldn't have a moral high ground. Well, no, not necessarily, not necessarily, not to get too into the conspiratorial side of it. But, you know, if you are into conspiracies, there is the thing. Everyone has a morality. Mm. Right. And everyone has a morality, no matter how good or bad you are to yourself, you still have a morality. And that's what makes this feel, as you said, Katie, terrifying and real, because it's like. Well, okay, these are playing by a set of rules and these rules exist. And if you break them, they're going to put the R in their eyes fair. And to be honest with you, they don't do anything that's like, they don't handicap them. They don't, yeah. they and don't like, sabotage them. It's like, they're all fair. You and know? the thing the thing is, well, nobody's there against their will. Everybody yeah. who's there signed up to be there. They were given yeah. an out. They and stayed. The rules still applied where they could leave anytime they want, as long as the majority says so. Yeah. So like, there's, there's always an out. Yeah. And like, the thing about it is, it's like, I... You know, I don't want to ruin it. Um, the ending of it really disappointed me. I really am not happy with it because it's gonna go under Hunger Gamesy, you know, the way that's yeah, goes. it it was very much like we're yeah. doing another one of these kind of thing. Yeah, and I understand that you have loads of money, but if you were gonna do another one of them, follow someone else, mm. do something else, you know, do a prequel or something like that. But because it's a cool world and it's a cool idea, and the games and it's, are it's, great. Yeah, it's definitely interesting enough to explore more other stories, other perspectives. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's weird. It's like the the bit where they the the people come in with the masks, uh, mm. you know, the the the, the, the super the VIPs, the absolute VIP. Um, there's real world analogies to this kind of stuff. You can see what the oh, yeah. what the super elite rich people do, and it's really scary. And you're like, you know what? As you said, Katie, this could be happening. Exactly. You know, and like, just, you know, it's going to be happening. You don't know. Just one point on the VIP episode. And I don't, it's not a spoiler. I don't want it's to not, spoil anything. Not, not the body painting made me so happy. <laughs> you know, it was, it was weird though. It was very, have you guys seen Eyes Wide Shut? Mm-mm. No. Eyes Wide oh, Shut. I know it by reputation. Like, so Eyes Wide Shut is Stanley Kubrick's last actual movie. Uh, the, you know, to get from the dark on this at five o'clock on a Saturday. Uh, he was told to cut out 40 minutes of the movie. He did not. And he died of a heart attack. And they cut it out anyway. You watch that movie and very, very weird stuff is in that movie. And mm. it reminded me very. And it is, you know, the super elite, the, the super wealthy, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's very like that. And I, that, movie, that just, movie is 20 years ago. I just love it when it pans through the room. And I thought they were mannequins at first. I was yeah. like, those are some very cool mannequins. Yeah. And then you kind of out of the corner of your eye, you see one of them kind of shifts a bit. Yeah. And you're like, those are people. They are all body painted people. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. And it was like, even the paint, it wasn't like, none of it was rushed. It was all very well done. Like yeah. my, my old body painting self was like, oh, I love this so much. Yeah. <laughs> But then again, it's like when you have a look at this kind of stuff and if you, you know, see these kind of parties, the, um, these things exist. You know, there was one from the 70s that's very famous with uh, uh, the Warhol party, that kind of thing. It's, you can mm. Google it. You can see some like really messed up stuff and you're like, well, you know, yeah. they are pulling from this. And that's what I'd like to pull from as well. But yeah, if anyone's interested in the that kind of episode, what size are we show? It's good. But if, you know, you have kids around. Maybe, maybe, no. Yeah, no. Well, uh, you're not allowed to watch Squid Game. Yeah, yeah no. don't watch Do- Squid. Actually, did you hear that? That in Squid Game, Netflix had to come out and be like, "Don't let your children watch Squid Game." Do you know Again, what? I, I am just waiting. Right, I'm going back to work next week. 
I am waiting for the kids to ask me for Squid Game balloons. I'm waiting. I know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm going to have to practice my Squid Game balloons. Oh, I have a, on the way out of work, I have a nine-year-old say, have you watched Squid Game? And it's like, I have. Why have you? You, you shouldn't yeah. know what it is. <laughs> yeah. But then again, look, when I was a kid, um, I went to go see Terminator and... Ah, oh, but Terminator is like an action movie. It's not like got societal. Not the first one. Stuff. The first, the first one is a first horror. Messed movie. up, yeah. Yeah, the first, the first one's a even so, it's quite pulpy. Like, I saw I The Exorcist when I was nine. Quite well, and that, I saw stuff, the, you know, I saw The Exorcist when I was nine, and it messed me up for years. But the thing about those <laughs> films is, when they were in the cinema, there was always the chance that the kids were gonna like skive into it. Whereas this yeah. is Netflix; it's at home; it's supervised. Yeah, there's no excuse. I, for it. Actually, I would think yeah. the opposite. Kids have access to their own TV in their own home. You can lock that easily. down, though. You, you can, can lock, lock it, it down. down yeah. yeah. I mean, they, it, they find ways around it, but you can like there's no way that a kid is going to hack into your Netflix and then you're not going to find them for nine hours while they're watching Squid Game. Well, you can just on the actual router, hack, you know, just set up the router and just like this thing. I feel, I feel no, you actually no, no, you can. Your, your router <laughs> is fine. I feel bad for my kids because I'm like, yeah, you're gonna have to get good, kid. You know, it's like <laughs> you're gonna have to get good. Um, get on my level, scrub. <laughs> so it's like, there you go. But no, you can actually like go into your router and like actually just whitelist or blacklist whatever you want. So, but but that's the point though, because Squid Game came out and no, I certainly didn't know what it was. Are right. you supposed to like? manually blacklist things before you know what they are like that's a fair point too yeah and that just comes yeah. down to like you know us us being uh millennial boomers how many parents <laughs> sat down with their kids and said oh we're gonna watch this new show with bright colors and whimsical characters before they realized what they'd done it's like oh. okay in all fairness right so do you guys know what my first anime ever was no i'm worried about this what is it ghost in so, the shell no it's close that's a good guess street fighter 2 that is not what I was expecting you to say. Also, how is it close? Well, it's. <laughs> have you seen Street Fighter Two? The the no, animated movie. No, but it sounds like someone having a fight in a street. No, Street Fighter Two oh, is Kian. based on the. It's based on the game, King. I I haven't played the game either. Oh, you've Kian. Never, Kian, oh you've never Kian. played Street Fighter Two. It's I I've never been drawn to the idea of fighting in a street. Oh my god! No, you don't still, always I mean, fight culture- in streets, though. No. You could be like on a boat or in a building. <laughs> yeah, no, like culturally, you've never, you don't know who Ryu, who Dukan, oh you can. These no. are great names, but no. Oh, Ryu wow. and Ken and Ryu and, and, and Chun Li. You're saying all these things. They mean nothing to me. Oh my god! Anyway, okay, Ken, you, you need. Okay, you need to play Street watch- Fighter, Ken. Play Street Fighter. Street Fighter is a great. Is it on the Switch? Yeah, there's like millions and millions and millions of ports. It's been out since the NES came. Oh, okay. It, it, right. it's, I'm not going to get a Dreamcast, will I? Well, there actually is a great version of Street Fighter Alpha on the Dreamcast, but we're not talking about the Dreamcast. That's impressively your strength. I think my first Street Fighter was like Street Fighter ES plus Alpha. <laughs> that Was that on the... PlayStation, PlayStation I think. Yeah, yeah, that was the PlayStation one. My first one was... Uh, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition on the Mega Drive. But anyway, so I got the Mega Drive and my dad obviously got it for me, you know. And he's like, oh, here's the VHS of Street Fighter 2. There, I like this. And I did. It was brilliant. However, <laughs> there's the most infamous shower scene of, Chun- of Chun-Li having a shower. Nice. And yeah, they are, everything is there. Everything I is like there. how there's the most infamous shower scene. It is because it's like the most infamous shower scene to the point when they uh they re-released the there was a um 
Street Fighter 2 collection that came out for the PS2 years ago. Right. And the movie was in it, but they cut the shower scene out because it's graphic. Like, she's not doing anything. She's just having a shower. But you see everything, you know? And then there's an awesome fight scene with Vega where she where they fight, where she's fighting just out of a shower with Vega and you're like, this is glass. But <laughs> it's very violent. And it is an extremely violent movie. But I, I, as a kid, I'm like, Street Fighter, awesome fight scenes. And then afterwards, I'm like, Maybe, maybe shouldn't have seen all that. In hindsight, maybe shouldn't have seen all that. Van Damme and Gomez Adams. No, that's the that's the movie. That's, that's the, the live action. The live action movie, which I did see as well in the cinema, which is great. My grandmother took me to see that. Oh, sweet! Yeah. I still haven't seen it, and I heard it's you like should. so bad it's good. You should see it. It's a good. It's a yeah. good time. Actually, you know, it's not terrible. To be fair, like it's just it's not Street Fighter. The Mortal Kombat movie is so much better. The actual like oh see that's a slam in and of itself on street fighter no oh, it was no the mortal kombat movie <laughs> genuinely is phenomenal it's the like, new one no that that's terrible that, oh. they, has that actually on. come out yet oh, yeah all they had to do right and we'll talk about that right all they had to do with the new mortal kombat movie was three things right right have a tournament they didn't have a tournament no, you know you have no tournament <laughs> no tournament what's right? the point that's what i said have a kick-ass 90 soundtrack which they don't have, right? And you know, have have an interesting story. Nothing, nothing. They do but like nothing. even the Mortal Kombat games have never had an interesting story. But at least they have a tournament. Not necessarily. The, the lore is deep. It's just you can't really do much with sixteen-bit graphics. But if you go back and play the new one, uh, Mortal from Mortal Kombat Nine, right on the the PlayStation Three, mm. they actually do have a story. It's a retelling of the. Because okay, really quick. So the Mortal, the Mortal Kombat lore is actually incredibly deep, right? So everything happened and then the world ended. And then they kind of did timey-wimey thing back to the original tournament. And that's where the new ones pick up, right? And then it's a retelling of basically the Mortal Kombat, but in a different kind of way. Right. And yeah, so there is a very complex story, Katie. But nobody, I, I only learned this a couple of years ago when I'm like, oh my God, there was a story. But you had to actually... Yeah, I mean- like I know, okay. I know that it has lore and stuff, but anytime I've ever played Mortal Kombat, it was always just moving up the tower to the next person. Yeah, but the tower is supposed to actually tell you the story. Ah. So, so the basically the tournament is, you know, uh, you win a certain amount, and then uh, Shao Shao Kahn comes back and you know wins basically. But yeah. second, sorry, it, it takes over or whatever. Spoiler. But the second one is uh, <laughs> spoiler for a thirty-year-old game. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one is obviously uh, Shao Kahn breaks the rules and comes in anyway. And they have to start fighting in it's the always, real world. Always breaking them rules, that Shao always Kahn. Break, always. What a rascal. And anyway, it goes all the way up. <laughs> it goes all the way up to the end of the world basically, and then Raiden uh, resets everything back. And all the all the lore, even all the PlayStation Two games and stuff, because it ended in where Mortal Kombat Armageddon. That's when the official one ended, and then it reset itself to Mortal Kombat Nine. And Mortal Kombat Nine starts with a, a flashback where Raiden's like, "Oh, Luke Kang has to win this," and that's basically what they do. So, like, you this know, it's distressingly like the Matrix. No, it's not like the Matrix at all. <laughs> but like, see, there's, in there's the sense only... that the world ends and things come back and all that kind of stuff, that kind of circular. But, like... but see, as well as that, there's only so much that you can do with a video game franchise where when the character loses, they become eviscerated, like they get eviscerated and they're taken out of the timeline. So eventually, yeah. like they started bringing the kids into it. So the yeah. kids of the characters. Right. Yeah. And nobody really took to that. So they had to reset it. You had to reset it, yeah. And like, it's cool. Like, Mortal Kombat 10 is unreal. That's probably one of the best games of the past couple of years. And even 11's okay. Um, but like, 
for me, I just like they're like a really good video game. But the movie, all they had to do was a tournament. You know, no, everyone would be like, just do a tournament and then have the 90 soundtrack. If you, if you guys want a good time, just get Mortal Kombat, the, the movie, the album, and just have a great time. <laughs> oh, the, the original one. Like, you oh, only brilliant. need the theme song. That's all no, you need. Listen, Katie, while I appreciate the enthusiasm, go listen to Sonya Blade's music. It's wonderful. Okay. It's about, it's about how great she is. <laughs> it's brilliant. And then uh, Scorpion is cool as well. What's it like? Uh, it's literally the most 90s thing in the world, you know, like 90s disco or 90s uh, house music. It's that, it's wonderful, but yeah. really cool music. Ah, oh, I'm not, I used, sing. I used to play the theme song to get me pumped when I was having a, a tough day or I had I, a tough day ahead. I've never even seen it and I still know the Mortal Kombat. Music you need the whole album, Katie. In fact, I'm gonna put it in a group chat. Everybody, <laughs> if you're on Spotify, go Mortal Kombat the, the movie the album it's it's a great time because the and immortals I, next week's show if we're doing like an on-camera thing for YouTube or something it's gonna open with us just like headbanging no and it's like you can't really headbang it but like it's very of its time there is Mortal Kombat the album it's by the immortals so the guys who did the Mortal Kombat soundtrack did music for everybody so like what's it Techno Syndrome is the actual soundtrack Scorpion Lost Soul Bent on Revenge is the full name Sonya Go 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 which is it, it, it's the most 90s thing in the world honestly but it's a great time and if we could time travel back we would be in a club in the 90s it would be brilliant listening to that and it'd be the best thing ever well I'm, if, I'm if we ashamed. could time travel back we'd all be children <laughs> well, no, well no 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 because we wouldn't be we would be adults right that well, ourselves would be somewhere else you know <laughs> you know I, i'm sad that i wasn't an adult in the 90s because the music was so good but then it's also i'm not i'd be like so 40 now you still have the You're music so, now. it's still fun yeah i know but you can't appreciate it at the same time you know and also we would have you know i don't know it is what it is I'm going to pop this in our group chat. You guys can check it out. But if everyone wants to check it out now, because uh, you're interested, obviously I can't send you all because we don't have a group chat. For well, fi- finish our show first and then. Yeah, I will. I will. exactly. <laughs> give, give us the, the, the analytics and then you can go. And then you can go. Yeah. So go to Spotify and check out uh, Mortal Kombat, the album by the Immortals. You're going to have a great time. Absolute great time. And then tell them Dark. Sonic Blade Lunch's pretty thing. I'll beat you with my Sonic Rings uptown. Left and right, I'm super. Wanna stand up and fight? I'm the coolest chick in the USA. I'm 26 and on my way to become the best. I'm not a pot. Win the contest and get the rest. Can't you see? I'm here. It's me, the lady with the energy. Can't you see? The power in me. Can't you see? I'm here. It's me, the lady with the energy. You will see. No, I mean, my whole thing has just been Squid Game lately because everything else is just college. So, all right, fair enough. So, well, then uh, I'll take a topic if you don't mind. Well, uh, one second, again, one second. Apparently, I'm an influencer now. I've heard this. 
from last week's show. I heard this from you, so. (laughs) Yeah, apparently I'm an influencer now. I didn't know this. But with that saying, guys, you know what arrived today? Mm? So, hold on a second. Bearing in mind, this is an audio show. I know. I, it's audio only. I'm aware. I'm aware. Well, this is for you guys to see. It's just for us. We get the sneak peek. You get the sneak peek. So the desk, the desk board buddy arrived today. And it's the best thing ever. And I've shown it on camera. So this is great radio. Oh, it's bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's huge. So basically, you know, the desk board buddy. And I will say, guys, if you're checking this out and you Google it, do not Google it on things that are connected to your social media. You'll get ads forever. Yeah. Um, I've been getting ads for those anyway. Ah, uh, there you go. The art, look, it looks like a piece of ta. Really not, right? It's basically a whiteboard, a keyboard holder, a phone holder, a pen holder, and a little cubby thing. It's wonderful. Totally great. Excuse me. Um, Not worth 80 euro. Not by a long shot. It's worth 40 euro. So there you go. If you can get it for 40 euro, pick it up. But if you can get it for 80 euro. What does it do for the normies like me? Because people oh. can't see it and they don't know what it is. So you put your the- phone in it. Right. <laughs> so basically, it's the size of a keyboard, right? Uh, like an average size keyboard. But you, the main reason why I got it is because I have a whiteboard over here and I use it for work all the time. Right. Um, and it's like whiteboards are essential when you're working in loads of things. But in IT specifically, you just need a whiteboard sometimes. And I don't like to use paper because it's horrifically wasteful. It is. Um, yes. And basically, I was like, I just wanted like a small little whiteboard that I could have and write on and all that stuff. And they're ridiculously expensive. They're like 50 quid. And I don't know how they're so expensive. You can get tiny whiteboards in Tesco now for like 12 euro. Oh, you can get them in Eason's for cheaper than that. I know you can. I have one over there, but it's awkward. This, you know, I just wanted something that like specifically that would fit on my desk. Right. So mm, I'm looking for something fair. like this for a while. Right. And then this thing popped up and I'm like, man, that looks wonderful. And basically what it is, it's a whiteboard top. Right. But then you open it up and it has a little cubby so you can put your pens in it. For me, like I... Anyone who plays guitar knows there's Plex everywhere, right? So I have Plex everywhere in this room. There's billions of Plex and I can never have one, right? So I just, uh, it's for that as well. But practically, you also can type on it. So you just put your keyboard on it and type away. And then you can also just use it as your planner. And then it holds your phone. And if you've, like for me, I use a lot of Mac products, particularly in work. And, um, you know, like the Mac pencil and stuff. It's just a a good holder. It It makes your desk and your productivity so much better. Um, and that's not because they gave me a discount and I'm an influencer now, apparently. But because it is wonderful. I think it's great. And it's a product that I'm happy to endorse and say, if you need one, and like me, your your space is a problem. Um, it's great. And I have to say, it arrived today. Uh, it arrived from China, um, apparently. Hmm. Didn't know that. Uh, the, com- the company's Canadian, so that's why it takes a bit of time. Hmm. And um, also, here's the most important part, guys. Every one you buy, you get a uh, plant the tree. Nice. So so far, I have four trees in Tibet, one tree randomly, and another tree somewhere else for my products. <laughs> and there's a little plaque that says "Dedicated to the influencer Dara." There you go. My new gimmick now is the influencer. I'm gonna get like glasses and everything, and just you know, start talking. <laughs> Did you about get it like one more. of those little desk uh, name name tags? Dara yeah. influencer. <laughs> influencer. <laughs> just have business cards. <laughs> yeah no seriously guys uh the desk board buddy it's it's brilliant now again don't google it on something that's connected to your social media because you'll get ads all the time don't talk about it when you're around your social media because you'll get ads all the time but it is a really cool product and i'm glad i have one to be honest with you i i thought it was going to be not as cool as it is it's it's very cool <laughs> very cool i'm very happy 
How but, has your life felt differently since you became an influencer? I don't know. It's like I, I just have a craving for avocado toast all the time. <laughs> all the time. Oh, all the cafes strewn across Dublin with the half-eaten avocado toast and just your business card left behind. <laughs> so speaking of which, I um I saw Deadly Cuts this week. Ah, oh, yes, uh, yes. Let's hear about this. I'm excited for this. So Deadly Cuts, um, the way it's... So there's a, a girl on social media in general called... Um, what's it? Gives a laugh. And obviously right. her, her, her humour is very much North Dublin based. But it is qu- quite funny, to be fair. Um, and she's I saw, randomly saw her like she was talking about it. I'm like okay that looks pretty funny and the, the way they sell it is that it's like the snapper or it's like um, what the commitments or something like that and to an extent kind of but then you know the way the commitment like, you guys have seen the commitments and the snapper right yeah yeah yeah. so the only way it's always based in reality all the time mm. as in like the humor comes from the fact that that's kind of how it is but never breaks it never goes too far beyond being realistic and that's the problem this movie has. So this movie hangs out at that level for a very long time, but then it goes off to silliness and gets really goofy. Right. And I am going to get into spoilers because I kind of have to, but I would say, look, do support it. It's really good. You'd have a great time. It's extremely funny. And it's a, uh, it is uh, like one of the best Irish movies, you know, as far as a comedy has come out in years, because it's actually funny. It's not okay. It's not I'm glad cr- to hear that. Cause when, I did see that like tagline on the bus ads, like, you know, Funniest thing since the commitments, and I kind of went, "Oh, every time was an Irish no, it's not, it's not, it's not RT cringe funny. It's actually right, proper, right, right, right. you know. Like, and once again, Grabbers gets no love. I love Grabbers. I yeah, seen, Grabbers I was great. I haven't seen. Well, Grabbers. put a pin in that because I want to hear. Because actually, because one of my Balani classmates, uh, Erica Rowe, is in it, and I didn't recognize her on the poster, but I'm thrilled to hear she's doing well. I want to hear about the plot, though. Let's hear the plot. So, so the plot is that there's a hairdressers in a fictitious part of North Dublin, right? Um, and it's a rough part of Dublin, apparently. And there's gangs and all this kind of stuff, right? So basically one of the gangs is... Uh, I'd say it's very of its time. You want to talk about Squid Game being relevant? This is extremely relevant. And um, it's... Uh, so yeah, it goes on and basically these gangs are terrorizing the local community. Politicians are doing nothing. And politicians answer to everything is to make it worse. So basically the politician wants to sell the land to get rid of the gangs, right? Right. Uh, for developments. Dun, dun, hotels. Dun. Hotels. Yeah, I think it's. I think it actually is a hotel or it's like a shopping complex. So basically, you know, this king could not be more relevant if it tried. You know, a fairy is like relevant. Cops do nothing as well. Um, and basically what happens is the, the main gang leader comes in and he starts terrorizing the actual hairdressers. And uh, they kill him. <laughs> nice. And dispose ah. of the body in a butcher's, right? So Sweeney Todd. It, it's it's so Sweeney Todd. And I was expecting them to break out into musical, right? But they didn't. And I'm like, and that's where it kind of loses it a little bit. Like it's so grounded in reality, and the jokes are really funny. And particularly if you're if you're from North Dublin or whatever, um, it is really funny, you know. And if you're Irish, you get it, right? And um, basically, the whole point is their plan to save everything is to win this basically uh this highfalutin hair hairdressing competition and eventually they do 
and uh, they have to kill someone else to do it. Like one of the gang comes back and don't give away everything now. Like I'm not no, I'm not giving away everything. Obviously, like I can't because it's so good. Like the writing Mm. is is very sharp. But the only thing that takes it down from being one of those like in the same character as a snapper or Mm. um, the commitments is that there is that element that they kill two, they kill like four people, and they get away with it. But then again, you're like maybe. <laughs> Maybe you know, because they set it up at the end that like they did this before. This is how they got rid of the gangs the first time, and you're like, okay, okay. Look- so your issue with it is, even though it's funny, it kind of has one foot in the camp of real relevant stuff and another in highfalutin cartoon type. No, 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 no. Because everything that happens in it is very real. Like they have like you know, as hard as they go against North Dublin stereotypes, they go just as hard as South Dublin stereotypes. Like there's the best thing, deservedly so. Oh yeah, no, but, one. no, but I mean, I mean, it doesn't punch down. Right, right, right. You know, there's no punching down. It's just funny. It's like South Park. It doesn't take sides. It's like mm. this is just how it is, right? Yeah. And um, it's just really, really funny, and it has a lot to say, and it's very socially aware and that kind of stuff. And I think honestly, the only thing that takes it down is the fact that it's kind of goofy. Where it's like, okay, fair enough, they were scum, and they deserved it, and they say as much, but. And they set it up as much like before your man dies, he beats the hell out of a bunch of women. And you're like, OK, you know, you want them to to get what's mm. coming. But at the same thing, you're like, ah, if you killed a bunch of people, <laughs> they're going to know, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like that's the part where it's like uh, it, it it just it's 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 too goofy at that point. But then again, it is really, really funny. Mm. So it's like as the commitments and the snapper and all that kind of stuff were of its time this is very much of its time too and it works because of that like like the goofiness is okay and at no point you're watching them ah, that's too stupid you know mm. it's just it's pretty funny and like just the acting and stuff is pretty good like it's not pretty good it's actually excellent uh it, and it's actually funny the writing is hilarious like if rt couldn't do this with all the money in the world you know they just couldn't because they don't have a sense of humor you know, like this, and I said, it's not punching down. If RT did do this, you know, it, they would betray North Dublin in a very horrific way because that they betray North Dublin in the same way all the time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's punching down all the time. Oh, aren't we great? It's like, okay, you're not. You well, know? that's what initially had me concerned as well, apart from the quote in the poster, was that I saw the costumes and the makeup and things, and it had the look of very much of that RTE-like kind of, Dressing them up as how he is, and that's the joke. Like over exaggerated. Like there's a bit more substance to it. Like that's the thing. Like Ortiz's problem isn't that their costumes or their funding or not. It's the writing. Ortiz never produced people as people. They produce things as either characters or straw men. Mm. You know, you could have them as anything. You pick something, and instead of Ortiz coming out and going, this show is now. A weekly rant about RTE. That's literally what this show is now. I was about to say, like I, you know, it, some it, of us may have aspiring media careers at some point. Please, maybe, maybe get us off that dartboard for one week. <laughs> he just wants to be on the den. That's that's okay. I wants. do want to be on the <laughs> den. Well, you know, let's start a petition for them to bring back the den and, have and make Keen the host. I think that I, would be great. I will say, actually, just as like a little asterisk over my rant last week. uh my dad pointed out that they didn't actually cancel the den. They just haven't confirmed if it's coming back or not. 
which look, could be just some sort of contractual negotiation or gambit. Hashtag Keen so. for the Den. Hashtag Lisa for Eurovision. Whether it comes back or not, yes, I will dance with Dustin the turkey and I will wrap the birthdays. I will do all the things. I will stand next to the Irish celebrities I've never heard of. I but, will do all the things. Put me on the show, please. I'll stand for the green screen, whatever. So here's, but the, the point I was making, like it's not RT's problem has never been funding, costumes, makeup, mm-hmm. or whatever. All that stuff's great. And as someone who's been an extra in RTE for a long time and worked on many different things, they're all great. The problem is, and the cameraman, the technical, all great. The problem mm-hmm. is the right. The rain's atrocious. People who well, aren't... it's it's not the writing in so much as itself because I've known people who've gotten things picked up by RTE. It's it's it's, pr- it's more the process of what gets picked. Well, okay, I mean? okay. For example, I think right? for a lot of it as well, it's the writing, but then it's also the acting and how it's delivered. Well, look. For example, there was a very controversial, and rightly so, because uh, it just wasn't funny. Um, uh, sketch. Let's call it. I know we're at five o'clock on Saturday um, about Christmas. Uh, and it was very ill-timed. And it was just Is this the Wolford Whispers ones? No, no, this was basically they they said God um you know had his way with, with Mary. And it was uh, just gr- grossly offensive. Like you know, I was just like, this isn't funny. Mm. But it was RTE. <laughs> Aren't we funny? You know, that kind mm. of thing. Instead of being like, you didn't make a joke, you just offended a bunch of people. That's not a joke. You know what I mean? It's like, compared to like, if South Park did that, South Park have done that in a similar way. They would make a joke, you know? And that's kind of what, like that's the difference with Deadly Cuts. They, they use stereotypes maybe to set up shorthand. Like that's what stereotypes Mm -hmm. are. They're cultural shorthands for X, Y, and Z, right? But if the people aren't people and don't have goals, dreams, and aspirations, then they're not people. They're just strawman and what's great about this movie is every character has a goal has a backstory has an aspiration is a person you know even if it's i don't want to get my head shaved you know or i'm nervous like one of the girls in there yeah, that's the joke she doesn't want to get her head shaved or you know she, she's too shy but turns out she's actually really smart when it comes to like dying hair right as in like at a scientific level and you're like well that's that gives so much character and says so much and if RTE were there they'd be like oh look at these people aren't they hilarious you're like that's just disgusting you know they just it's just so mean-spirited and there's nothing mean-spirited about it I think that's what I really like about it it's one thing that I hate about Family Guy in general like instead of like they used to do that but it just all became mean-spirited jokes punching down Katie I think that's what it is like and that's kind of what you're getting at right where it's like you know with RTE in general it's everything's punching down yeah, a lot a lot of the time stuff like that, it becomes shock for shock's sake. Yeah. It's like, what can we say to shock people? But there's there's no actual substance behind it. Well, yeah. I mean, there's the two sides of it where it's the uber safe stuff with uh, with, you know, with the kind of the talk shows and all that kind of stuff, the kind of glamour shows, whatever. Mm. And then it feels like there's a degree of self-awareness where like, oh, we've got to do a shocking thing. Yeah. So I get it. Like, just to be fair now, there have been good things. Like, Can't Cope, Won't Cope was great. Um, the show Alison Spittle did was great. You get the odd little gem here and there. Like, uh, they didn't create, create it, but The Young Offenders, that was great. Like, you know, but when they do stumble upon something, I think I might have said this last week, because uh, I've only got so many things to say in my brain. Uh, 
But when they do stumble upon something, it's they don't really give it the welly and the support to kind of elevate well, look, it up to something that, that like, you know. Well, look, someone writing about living in a council estate mm. who has never been to a council estate, who's never even talked to people from a council estate, mm. and then making jokes about it is just as bad as someone writing jokes about, I don't know, Japan, who's never been to Japan or who isn't Japanese. And it comes off the exact same way. Yeah. It's that what was weird... that show they had a few years ago where it was about two brothers and one was from a north side and one was from a south side? Damo I... and Ivor. Damo that and was Ivor. it. I was trying to think of that. Damo and Ivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, I mean, there was a few good moments in the first series, but it would very much leaned into the stereotypes both ways. But it yeah. still felt like the Demo character was getting the worst end of the stick, you know. But yeah, I mean, and- even even yeah. at that, Demo and Ivor, I think, was one of those things where it started as, as like a song parody on YouTube. Hmm. And then it got picked up for a series. And the more it went on, the more it just became, look at how edgy we are. Yeah. We're so edgy. But then, like, you know, it's just, it's, again, this reveals Ireland's great, great shame. We are extremely classist. As oh, a yeah. society. Well, and and that's let's, it. Let's, you know? let's be fair now. RTE isn't emblematic of society. It is though. It is though, because that's the power elite. That's, uh, that's, that's what, and that's what people are watching. That's what people are watching. They're the ones that hold all the keys. And instead of opening up anything that they do, it shows exactly what they think of people. You know, and it's it always comes out whenever they do comedy. But I mean, even we've said it or how comedy. many times? We've said it how many times in this episode? North side versus south side. That in itself is classist. Mm, Absolutely, that's true. that's true. Absolutely. Like full disclosure. I don't live in Dublin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I'm not a dub. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, and it's one of those things where, like, it, it exists. It's a thing. Yeah. And um, what I love about it is Deadly Cuts is so aware of it, but so con- so socially conscious mm. that everyone still is a person and no one is. Tr- the only people who are treated badly are people who deserve it. And they are the, the gangs who are outlined as horrible, horrible, horrible people. Mm. And like horrible people, equally horrible people in the fancy salons looking down at the the deadly cuts group. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's that says a lot. I mean, yeah. isn't that so refreshing though? Like it doesn't have to be like, you know, a socially dri- like a uh, society driven story, but just to even have that awareness, it it feels refreshing to hear about it, you know. Yeah. And it's look, it's funny as well. Like there's so many good jokes in it, and to be fair, like um, some of it is quite crass. I'm not going to repeat the jokes because you know, I again don't take your kids to see it. But then again, there's loads of kids in it because when the screen and I went to go see, I was walking in and like it was full of you know people from town and they're all like, oh, such and such was in this and this, this, this. And when I was watching a bunch of extras that I knew were in it too from being in movies extras, I'm like, oh look, there's such and such and such. So you know, it was like it's a very it's a very real movie. Uh, in lots of ways and if, like support it because here's the thing if you don't support these movies guess what happens they don't get made again so yeah. you know but they- I think it's a shame that it is on the Irish public's wallet well no some of it was things, fun- you know some of it was funded by the TV license some of it was okay well at least that's okay that's commendable but I mean that's, that's the case with anything any new emerging talent you have to vote with your wallet always, always. because like- otherwise they get dropped it doesn't happen Look, you we know? make jo- we make jokes about stealing movies and stuff like that, uh, theoretically. But there's a difference before, you know, stealing a bad movie 
from a multinational corporation theoretically or stealing a movie from a multinational corporation and then something like this where it's like look this was a this was a gamble go yeah. see it go see it twice yeah, yeah. See it three times. And, I, and i mean even bringing it back to squid game yep that thing. guy it took him like 10 or 12 years to get to get squid game made you Absolutely. know what i mean and if people thought right from my head casey yeah, yeah and if people don't watch it it's not going to happen again. And, you know, maybe Netflix doesn't take a chance on a new artist again. Oh, I'll say Squid Game be fine, but I get your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it will be fine now, but I mean, look at how long it took him to get it made. Yes. Look at how long it took him to get someone to even just look at the script. Mm. You know what I mean? And like Netflix took a chance and it paid off. And what but, I'd say, I want to say, Katie, go on, finish up. Yeah, but I mean, this. what happens next time somebody puts something in and it doesn't do so well and Netflix decides, okay, well, we're just not going to take a chance. We're just going to use the people we already know are good. Yeah, exactly. And look, what I'd say as well, on the flip side of that, anyone who hasn't got their break yet, keep going. Because eventually, eventually it happens. You know, it's like, how often have you heard that they've tried this, 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 and this, and then it eventually worked. And yeah. that's the same with everything, you know, but it's that's- just, that's the sad thing as well is that we have to tell people who are struggling keep going your break's gonna happen you know what i mean like we're we're living in a society where these systems are in place that for most people it will never happen and if it does happen maybe you just got really really lucky yeah well look as i said you know it's um in ireland specifically it's it just seems to be that much harder but like whenever you look at bigger bands even bands for, for whatever you know they're you don't hear about them you only hear about them the first like first album and you're like well okay that wasn't their first album that was their sixth album <laughs> all yeah. the rest of them were just self-released you know mm-hmm. so it's just like even Stipnot, like their story of Stipnot's amazing whereas like they put something like a hundred thousand into like their demos and you're like oh my god you know it's amazing really when you think about it but it is that kind of thing where it's a combination of getting lucky right place right time but you know progress only happens only stops when you stop you yeah. know, but and it, Slipknot appeared in South Park, who had a very similar, like, you know, journey to the top. Like, same thing they did, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure, was it? They were actually, I don't know if you guys have seen, have you guys seen Cannibal the Musical? No, oh, it's wonderful. something you can say. What okay, so Cannibal the Musical is the first thing that Trey and Matt Stone made, right? And it's a, it's a musical about Alfred Packer, the first cannibal in America. He was a, it was a trapper. So basically, no, he wasn't a trapper. He was a, well, then he was a trapper. Basically in Colorado, um, they would, you know, it was in wilderness times. So they'd go out and trap bears or whatever and then sell it. But they were looking for gold and they got trapped and you had to eat everybody. And it's about his story. But it has wonderful music. It's like, uh, it's really good. Because, you know, that, that's Trey Parker's uh, background, musical hmm. theater. You can so, tell. They, oh, yeah. they, they do a lot of musical theater. They, they do, but the music in this is wonderful. They have some really cool parts. And uh, yeah, totally. Everyone go see it. Well, don't go see it. You know, I buy it, but I saw I'm it years ago. Become a child. Go see it. Well, if you could, totally go see it. I think it worked out for them, though, Keen. I think they're okay. Okay, <laughs> Those kids. Those kids. They're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we have a minute and 30 seconds. Dara, is there anything you want to plug? Um, desk board buddy. Go buy one. I'm an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> oh Seriously. my goodness well actually to circle back uh, a friend of mine who's worked for RT for a distressingly long time has said that like his work keeps getting by uh, passed over because influencers keep getting shows so Amazing. it may be your turn soon there 
Oh man, imagine us on RTE. Just this show on RTE. This place is terrible. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> RTE, give us money and contracts. Yeah, we'd like it. You know, and get, and then we can all get Death Bar buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. I've oh, looked at this money and contracts. That, that's yeah, RTE. Please give us money and contracts. That'd be nice. <laughs> all right, Katie. Anything on a plug? Uh, nothing at the minute, but I will just reiterate support Irish artists, especially the emerging ones, especially the long established ones who just haven't quite made it yet. Just support everybody. We all need it. We're all struggling and we create all the stuff that you love. Katie, you're in a sale at the moment, aren't you? I what? You're doing a sale at the moment. Yeah, Katie but Morbid. by the time this goes out, it will be finished. Oh, bummer. Give yeah. Katie money. Katie give me money. Yes, give yeah. me money. Come, price come money. to Show my socials. I will run sales. I will run more sales. Just come to my socials and buy stuff from me because I too am also struggling. Yes. Okay. And on that commendable note, we have been the Nerd to Know Basis crew. We'll have another episode next week. Maybe about Squid Game again? Who knows? Just keeps the Squid, Squid Game, Game going. Squid Game seems to be the new Shang-Chi of our show. We seem to have monthly features now. <laughs> so, with that in mind, I have been Kean, Dara. I'm Katie. And we will see you next week. Bye! Bye! Bye. Check out the rest of Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 